Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? As you can see, Pastor and I are feeling fantastic. We are praising God and thanking him for his hand of protection upon us during this time. And uh, we, we know that it was, it was him that has kept us safe from this coronavirus. And we trust and pray that you are really enjoying worshiping in your homes and just joining together in such a close way and gleaning everything there is from the Word of God. God bless you, honey. Love you. Well, praise God. This is a time for the church to shine. And I'm looking around all over our country. I know in different parts of the world, the church is really shining. It is broadcasting like never before. People are tuning in like never before. And so what an exciting time. I know I had a friend, a pastor friend that was on top of a part of a building and they were worshiping and singing and people had uh, the radio on listening to the service sitting there in their car. Well, it's an exciting time and there is a harvest that is being reaped all over the world. Well, uh, we're hoping to spread, we are spreading hope faster than this virus. And so God's doing an incredible, incredible thing. It's exciting what's happening around here. Uh, we're distributing groceries. There have been some 400 families that have received groceries. And even some of the team here, they're driving to people's homes that can't come here, delivering groceries and other items of necessity. So it is very exciting what's happening here. And I know other churches across the nation are doing things to help people to reach out, to bring comfort and hope to those who so desperately need it right now. And our church is even helping those who have been impacted financially by this uh, crisis that we're in. And so if you are in need and you've been laid off or your hours have been cut back, we want to do our best to help you also. Let me give you a verse. It's talking about giving and Isaac. Genesis 26, 12, then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Now, I know they've already talked about giving earlier, but let me just say this to you. There are those that you have been so greatly blessed, and I want to challenge you to join others that have already stepped up and said, we're going to help. We're going to make this happen for the kingdom of God. We're going to re uh, relieve the, the pressure from others that love Jesus, that are a part of our church, and they've stepped up and given. And uh, let me encourage those of you that maybe haven't yet, but you have the capacity to do so. Why don't you just give today, all right? Pay your tithes, honor God with God's tithe, I should say. Honor God with his tithe, always do that. And let me say to even those that may be thinking, what am I going to do? I don't have enough money. I'm going to say something to you related to this verse that I want to challenge you to do. Isaac sowed in the land. Now, that's significant because there was a famine in the land. There was no crops growing, the crops were dead, people were dying, and as a result of that, Isaac 
by faith, took some of the seed that in the natural he wanted to keep, but to eat, to make sure his family had enough to eat, but he took it and he placed it as seed in the ground. And the Bible says he reaped a hundredfold. So let me challenge you that look at your situation and say, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Let me challenge you to take some of that seed. It may not be a large amount, but take it and sow it and let God bring and multiply a harvest back to you. Well, it is an incredible time, and uh, I want to challenge us all to do our best to not complain during this season that we are in. I know there are some restrictions, but uh, maybe you don't understand the liberties that are also there. So go to our website. They posted on there exactly what you can do, and there's probably more that you can do than you maybe even realize. But the tendency right now is to complain. Uh, I don't complain. If it sounds like complaining, it's really just righteous indignation. At least that's what I call it. All right. Well, let's all, during this time, turn to God with all of our heart and pray and praise Him and give God all the glory for what He is doing. Well, Disney's closed, Universal's closed, all kinds of entertainment, uh, restrictions on travel. But uh, listen, what we have left is our God, our family, our church family, our friends. What more do we need? And so I challenge you to get closer to your family during this time than maybe you have been in a long time. A couple great verses, Romans 8, 31. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And in Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Well, it's exciting. As I said, God wants to deliver us from all of our fears. This week, I heard from a missionary, missionary that's in Zambia, a single woman, and she said, Pastor, on her email, she said, I only received half of the income that I normally do. She said, I guess churches are cutting back. She said that she was some distance and hours away from good medical treatment. Thankfully, she's doing well. But because you have given, we were able to send her some much-needed funds. And I've heard from some others, and we're trying to bless them and make up the difference for those that are far from here that don't have the support systems in place that maybe we do. In uh, one island country, I even heard that the president got up and called his nation to repentance. I'm telling you, God is doing some incredible things. Well, maybe you're thinking that, boy, this is a bad time or I'm having a bad day. Uh, let me give you some things that are on a little lighter note. Maybe it will lift your spirit. Number one, these people really did have a bad day. You know it's going to be a bad day when your twin forgets your birthday. 
Number two, you know it's going to be a bad day when your birthday cake collapses under the weight of all those candles. It's going to be a bad date when your blind date turns out to be your ex-wife. Well, maybe I shouldn't even have shared that one. Uh, I don't know. Are we even restricted? Are you restricted from dating, those of you that have been dating? Maybe that's a good thing, parents, if uh, teenagers aren't out uh, dating, possibly, or they have to stay six feet apart. Uh, let me show you a picture. We caught one of our married couples making out just recently. I wanted to show you that picture, and um, I thought it was funny. Maybe you parents need to get one of these masks and just give uh, your teenager and tell your daughter, you can go out tonight or you can go with him to the grocery store, but you got to wear the mask. All right. Well, number four, it's a bad day when the birds singing outside your window are vultures. Well, that would be terrible. Number five, and for you ladies especially, it's really a bad day when your doctor says you're allergic to chocolate. And then lastly, it's a bad day when people give you a senior discount and you're only 36 years old. I would call that a bad day. But here's some things to lift your spirit also. It says, the best way to cheer yourself up is to cheer someone else up. Someday, everything will make sense. For now, laugh, smile through the tears, and keep reminding yourself that everything is going to turn around for your good according to the Word of God. Number two, another thing that uh, is good, I believe it's, uh, it's helpful. I enjoyed reading about these things. The one law that never changes, uh, or the one law that does not change, is that everything changes. A hardship you bear today is only a breath away from the pleasures and the blessings of tomorrow. And those blessings will be richer because you endured the hardship of today. Number three, you make mistakes, but mistakes don't make you. And then it's just a bad day, not a bad life. And then tough times never last, but tough people do. And lastly, Every day may not be good, but there's something good in every day. Now, this whole situation that we're going through reminds me uh, of the Jews in Egypt. They were slaves for 400 years. They were uh, under great pressure to produce the building programs uh, of the Pharaoh, and they were joyless. And I doubt seldom there was laugh coming from the camp. But they had forgotten the God of Abraham and Joseph. They had just simply forgotten. They didn't believe in God anymore. They had been slaves so long, they had a slave mentality. They didn't realize still that they were God's chosen people, a special people, because all they could see was hardship. Today, I want to remind all of us, we're God's chosen people, no matter what we are going through. Well, 
Moses called of God, came, and God brought deliverance, and all of a sudden, they find out they're free. They're free to go, to leave Egypt. They're not a slave anymore. And God says to them, ask the Egyptians for their garments and their gold, and on the way out of Egypt, they plundered all the riches of Egypt and took 400 years of wages with them into the wilderness. They weren't sure exactly where they were going, but they were just glad to be free. And for the first time ever, they looked around. They had more wealth than they could ever imagine having. And so they follow this Moses guy that they've seen miracles at his hand. They follow him into the wilderness. Well, they get to a place where this Red Sea is before them and the mountains are on the side of them and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they realize that there is an army behind them. They hear the sound of chariots. They see the dust as they turn around rising in the distance. And fear grips their hearts. I don't know how long it had taken them to get there, a day or two to get to the Red Sea. There were some two million plus people out there, the men, the wives, the women, the children, all these animals. And they had been so happy. They were excited. They had more money than they could imagine. And they were laughing they were rejoicing. They were having such a wonderful, joyous time. And all of a sudden, they found themselves in a place they could not imagine. The sea before them, an impossible situation. Moses, why did you lead us this way? There's nowhere to go. Moses, Pharaoh is behind us, and there's no escape. Well, you know what happened at that point? Those people were so gripped with fear that all they did was complain. They should have looked up and they should have realized, wait a minute, God has just done some pretty incredible miracles back in Egypt. I've got, I'm free and I've got all this, these riches. God has done some awesome things, surely, God can still help us and perform a miracle for all of us. But no, they didn't think that way because fear and the feelings that of being a slave, they just immediately started returning to the mindset, we're going to be a slave again. They could feel it sink over them and, and feel their minds and their emotions. Well, if they could just have looked across that sea, if they could just have looked across and realized that they were going to be standing on the other side of that sea, if they knew that, they would have lifted their hands and started rejoicing and praising and worshiping God, but they didn't know that. They didn't have a trust in God that would cement their heart to faith. No. Let me tell you something. Anybody 
can praise God on the other side of a miracle. Anybody can praise God when they get through and they get on the other side of a difficult time. The truth of the matter is, this virus is going to diminish. The truth of the matter is, life is going to return to normal. And all of a sudden, we'll be back together again, sitting here worshiping, maybe with more fervor than we have ever had before in our lives. We're going to be embracing one another like, oh, long, long lost friends. Well, it's going to be true. It's not going to be that long. We're believing. Why? Because people are praying all over the world. Christians are calling on God all over the world. They're believing God. They are cursing this virus. They are commanding this virus to die. We are doing spiritual warfare. So I don't know when and I don't know how, but I already know there's a miracle in the works because God hears and answers prayers. So let's don't wait till we get to the other side to start to worship and praise. Let's go ahead right now and do it and worship him because we know we're going to the other side. We know we're getting through this and we're one day going to look around and say, thank God. I learned a lot of lessons during that time, Lord. I learned to trust you more, Lord. I learned, Lord, to not let fear grip my heart. And I, I believe maybe it's tried to grip all of our hearts but cast it off. I mean, just say, God, I am not. Fear be gone in Jesus' name. No, fear draws the presence of the enemy, and the presence of the enemy will just try to surround us with, with dark feelings and dark thoughts, but faith will rise up and cast off all fear as we put our love and faith in the Lord. So God is teaching us right now, church, to worship God now instead of waiting till we get to the other side. Well, Pharaoh's, he's marching toward them. He's not going to kill them. He's going to take them back as slaves. He's going to strip them of all those riches that they stole, not stole, they were paid out of Egypt. And so they're knowing in their hearts and minds, it's over. And maybe some of you have said, I'm going to lose everything, just like them. They thought, I'm going to lose it. I was free, but I'm already a slave again. I'm, I'm going to lose what I've, I've gained here. It's all going to be gone. Maybe you've said that. And in the natural, that's what you see. But God has a miracle waiting for you. And I challenge you to trust him for it. Pharaoh, though, he's like the devil in this story. He said, he said, as they came up upon the Jews, he said, they're perplexed, they're confused, they're bewildered. He said, the wilderness has closed them in. Boy, can't that describe a good portion of the world today? Let me read it again. Pharaoh said about the Jews that were in an impossible situation. He said about them, there was no way out. He said, they're perplexed, they're confused, they're bewildered. The wilderness has closed them in. Could I, could I say the virus 
for many has closed them in and brought confusion and bewilderment. I don't care what's going on, throw it off. Whether we live or we die, we worship God and we exalt his name. Some may feel like this virus has closed you in. That's exactly what the devil wants you to think and feel and say. But don't do it. Let come out of your mouth the faith of God and the faith in an omnipotent God that we serve. Well, God wants us to praise him and not doubt him and not complain. God wants us to praise him on this side of the victory we're walking through. Well, Absolutely. When they got to the other side, you know the story, the sea parted. They walked over on dry ground. Their feet didn't even get wet. And they got to the other side and they turned around. And that which they thought was their main problem, the sea in front of them, not allowing them to escape, God turned into their salvation and so, maybe you're looking at a problem. Let me tell you something. God is working on your behalf to turn it into your salvation. Let me, let me give you a, a, two scriptures so familiar. Everybody loves these scripture. Proverbs chapter 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. If this scripture ever applies, it applies now. Well, there have been a lot of times through our life that, that we could say that. 9-11, the financial crash in 2008, all kind of other things that all of us have faced. Or maybe you've faced some horrible difficulty in your own life. But it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. The scripture says, trust God. The scripture says, don't lean or depend on your own understanding. Number three, it says, acknowledge him. Now, let me tell you something. It's easy to trust God when you realize he's the omnipotent God. He's the omniscient God. He knows everything. Keep that in mind. And he is directing you. So we're going to let him. I said, he wants, let me change it. He wants to direct all of us. So let him. I don't know what you're facing, but whatever it is, even as Hebrews, Paul writes in Hebrews 13, it's lift up a sacrifice of praise. Maybe in the natural, you can't even hardly lift your arms. You're, you've been so downcast. Go ahead, lift them up. Lift them up. Just raise them up. It may, it may cause you to just, God, I feel like a fake raising them. No, go ahead and raise your hands and praise him anyway, no matter what you're facing. Well, some time ago, several months actually ago, someone told me, uh, instead of using the normal app that I had for guidance, they said, go and download the Waze app. The title today is in, oh, in uh, All My Ways. Uh, 
ways, W-A-Z-E. Now, this goes right along with the scripture because God has used this app to teach me more about this verse than I've ever known about this verse. And today, some of you in the past may have heard me mention this, but today there are so many of you that desperately need to hear what I'm about to say. Um, so several months ago, I downloaded the app. And um, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, okay, it, it looks good. And I was in Canada. Actually, it's my son-in-law that told me about it. And I was in Canada. I was driving back, Alice and I, to Buffalo, New York. And so I put in my normal navigation system. And it said from Buffalo to New York was like three hours and 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm, I don't think it should take that long. And so I put it in ways, and it said, oh, it's like an hour and, and 50 minutes. I'm like, how's that possible? How could there possibly be the, the stark difference in this? And so I went with ways, of course, and, and it was very um, informative, and it was very uh, helpful and simple and uh, kept me on course, and, and we got back and in the time that it said we would get back. So we get back to Orlando, and I don't think much about it. And one day, I'm, uh, I'm going to Lakeland. Alice is already there. And um, it says, I put it in, Lakeland. Put the address in uh, to my daughter's house. And so it says, go 408. Uh, and I'm thinking, I-4. No, it says, go all the way over to 429. And I'm like, okay. But I know, in my mind, I know uh, I'm leaning to my understanding here. I know there's a terrible uh, place on I-4 where celebration is, and it's like several lanes come together. Uh, it's like an, some engineer, bless their heart, was having a bad day, and they took it out on us by creating this catastrophe out there on I-4, and it just, yeah, just backs up and takes seemingly forever. It's actually only about 30 minutes, but... So it says go 429. And I'm like, okay, I, that makes sense. But I get across um, going toward 429, and all of a sudden it tells me exit on to 50. Now, in all your ways acknowledge God. Lean not to your own understanding. Well, I have a hard time not leaning to my own understanding. And on this day, I could not help it help it. I thought, there is no way I'm getting off on 50. This is crazy. And I look over, and I'm thinking to myself, 50 at this time of day is terrible. I'm not going to do it. And so I lean to my own understanding, and I get on the turnpike, which is normally the fastest way. I get on it, and no sooner had I got on it that I realized this was a serious mistake. All of a sudden, cars are backed up. I don't know how far, trying to get on 429. And while I'm sitting there in traffic, literally crawling, I look over to my right. And at one place, I can see Highway 50. And I see the cars, zoom, zoom. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you were right after all, for heaven's sakes. But I had leaned to my own understanding. Men, 
maybe more than women, have an issue with this. We all know those of us that are 40 or more, years ago before GPS, people would stop and ask directions, or women would if they didn't know where some place of business were. And uh, men, oh, different story. Most men were known to, I'm not going to ask directions. That was not me. I'm just being honest with you. I always stop, or usually always, you can ask Alice. But many of you men, you wouldn't stop and ask for directions because you think you've got a GPS in your brain. And so on this day, though, I'm like, I'm, this makes no sense. I'm going to lean to my own understanding. And so I did, and I got stuck in traffic. Um, the next time that I tried using this, I was going somewhere that I'd never been. But part of the way there, I had and knew very well. And so I put it in. And I looked at it and said, get on this road. And I'm like, I got on the road, and I'm, this is crazy. And Alice is sitting there, and I said, I'm getting off, Alice. I know better than this. I, this is, I know this will get me there faster. And I get off, and it's constantly saying, go left, get back on the road, go left, get back on the road. It wouldn't shut up. Just kept pressing me to listen to it. I just kept driving until I got to the place where I don't know how to get from where I am to where I'm going. So I had no choice. And I got there. I discovered something that night. You know, because Alice and I had already picked up. Boy, God's teaching us something through this app. God's already saying to us, there are times, Carl, Alice, you get off track. You don't go and do and follow me. And you get off. Well, I'll just use me. I get off and... And uh, God's saying, no, this way, this way, this way. And sometimes we push against that and we just keep going because we're leaning to our own understanding. Let me tell you the time that finally convinced me that this app knew more than me. And I stopped leaning to my own understanding. Going to Lakeland again. Alice and I both were in the car and we were about halfway there. And all of a sudden, she says, well, it says there's a lot of traffic up ahead. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, uh, it says, exit here, exit here. And it's only like a half a mile. And I'm like, I can't get off I-4. You can't get to Lakeland not being on I-4. And so I resisted, and I started to lean to my own understanding and keep going. But the last minute. I succumbed, and I got off. But I was complaining the whole time. I got off. It said, turn left. I'm like, you don't go to Lakeland by going south. And yet, I was now going south. But a couple miles out, it said, turn right. Took me back in a roundabout way to I-4. And I got there, and it said, now get on I-4. And so I got on. I experienced something I'd never experienced before. Both of us did. We got on I-4. There was no one on there. Nobody. It was the most wonderful thing, being on I-4 with nobody, or at least I should say only a few of us that were using Waze because I was following some others, and they had to be on the same app. And I got on there, and I'm like, this is incredible. I'm glad I listened, Alice. 
Boy, am I a smart guy. And uh, then the next day she said, you know what happened? There was a fire, a car caught on fire on I-4 last night. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I did not do what I wanted to do. I did what the app said. Now, let me tell you, many times that scripture comes to play in our life. And boy, oh boy, let me look at it again. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust him. Even when your instincts, your experience, your whatever says, no, I, this is the way. Lord says, no, this is the way walk therein. And it says, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths in all your ways. In other words, let me say this to you. If this app knows more about traffic patterns than I do, and it does, it knows what changes, and I don't know how in the world they do it. But the Jewish uh, nation, men and women over in Israel created this, and they know if patterns change. And at that, wow, it tells me. And sometimes it's the last minute, and it says, get off now, because something has happened ahead that it's picked up on. And so I can get off or I can keep going. Ask Pastor Ben. He got the app. Him and Francis were driving, I think, south on 95 some months ago. And um, all of a sudden it told him to get off, and he wasn't going to do it. He's like, I'm on 95. This is the only way. Until Francis spoke up and she said, well, Pastor said this app said you should get off. I don't think he was listening to me or to the app, but he was now listening to Francis, and he got off. And it told him to go around, and then he realizes there's a long, long, long backup on 95, and him and some others who had followed the app got around it. Now listen, I don't want me and a couple others to get to the other side. No, I want all of us to get to the other side. And I want us to follow the Lord every step of the way. And when we don't feel like it, I challenge you, boy, my instincts say this. No, you do this. Because sometimes it's not going to make sense. But you trust God. Right now, wherever you are at, trust Him. Begin to praise Him on this side of the miracle because we're going through. We're getting to the other side. And we, we get over there, we're going to turn around and we're going to look back and we're like, wow, don't we serve a mighty God? But since we know that already, why don't we say it now? We serve a mighty, mighty God. Well, we want to say to you exactly what we said last weekend. And it's this. We greatly miss you. not being here in person. But the time apart will make the joy of seeing you again so much more special. There are those of you listening, you need Christ. 
you don't have a relationship with God, or in this time of potential distress for some, maybe you're at a place where you used to serve God and God's using even the circumstances to draw you to his peace, to his forgiveness. And so I want to challenge you. If you're listening and you need Christ, I'm going to pray in a moment. And maybe you're with a group of people and maybe you don't feel comfortable praying out loud in front of them watching this screen. But pray out loud in your heart. Will you do that? So I want you to pray after me. I, I'm going to say a sentence, you in your heart, or you out loud, just say it. And let's get right with God. Let's turn to him with all of our heart. Let's pray. Father, and just pray after me. Father in heaven, I come to you. I thank you for loving me so much that you sent the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to this earth to die on Calvary's cross so that I could be free, so that I could walk in the plan of God for my life. God, just like those Jews that left bondage, I've been in bondage, but I don't want to, I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to leave, Lord, with your help. Forgive me. Wash away every sin. God, the guilt that I have felt, wash it all away, Lord. Cleanse my heart. Change me, Lord. Help me to walk with you. And even when this is over, don't let me hesitate. But with my whole heart, serve you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you richly today.